Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without su- without assuming that you out there in listener land know everything that there is to know about quarantines or pandemics. Mm. Well, now we might. Yeah, it's true, right? I wish I knew <laughs> We less. know a lot more now. Than, uh, than we did a year ago. And in fact, it is today is March 13th, which is a year and two days after the day that sports ended. Uh, I also know that in this last week, my partner and I have been going through and marking days like, well, this was the last time <laughs> we went into the office. And this yeah. was the last time we saw friends in, in public. Mm-hmm. And this was the last time we ate by sitting in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And here we are. This was the last tattoo I got on this day last year. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. And That's so ironically enough, realize. it's the tattoo that's supposed to help me work through depression. Ah! So how's that going? Oh, I mean, that actually might be really good timing. What if you hadn't gotten it? I know, it? right? Yeah. Yeah. Would have been a much harder time. Yeah. So, all right, you with the tattoos... What's your name? <laughs> oh, I'm Rebecca. <laughs> I'm, and you without I'm, the tattoos, what's your name? <laughs> I'm Rachel. <laughs> and I baseball? Question mark? Now, Nancy, do you have tattoos? I do. She does. I have several. Lovely so tattoos. So you in, you in the orange shirt and the tattoos, who are you? I'm Nancy. <laughs> I do not yet have a sports tattoo, though, which... It's something I might have rectified this past year if I'd been able to go anywhere and be with anybody in a public space, mm. which I was not, because there's a plague. Don't worry. And there has been a plague. Eventually, the world will knit itself back together and you'll get gritty on your ass, just like you've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I were going to get anything on my ass, gritty seems like a really solid right? choice. I mean, it does. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, no, it's really true. We'll put a pin in that <laughs> for later. That's another Patreon after dark conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Which sports mascot would you get tattooed on your ass? Fortunately for me, the Warriors do not have a mascot, so I should be safe. Uh, So one of the things we did this week. I'm sorry. I kind of want to answer that question, though, now. (laughs) Please. Uh, The Philly Please, by all means. So one cheek for Gritty and one cheek for Philly. I do not need Gritty on my ass. Really? Oh, Oh, Party pooper. Gritty is already in your heart. Is that uh... yes? Gritty is in my heart and soul, and I have a gritty neck gator, so sometimes he's in my neck. Okay, I have seen a Philly fanatics tattoo, 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 um, around some guy's belly button where it's like, <laughs> like that's where the nose, nose opening yeah. is. Yeah, it was that's unfortunate, <laughs> but also that's ouch. pretty good. Yeah. So I have seen, I'm going to make a hand gesture. I'm sorry, listeners. But if you, if you hold your two fingers out sideways, like you're, you're, and then you open and close them like you're doing an alligator mouth. I've seen people get finger tattoos that are like shark or alligator mouth. Yeah. So then you can, so I feel like for the sharks or like the, the gators, like that'd be a pretty good one, right? You could do that. Or you yeah. could do it on your arms. Yeah. <laughs> That would you know? be a pretty big uh, commitment there. That would be a very. It would big be commitment. pretty fucking baller, though. You gotta, you gotta admit. Would it? Yes, baller, but only yes. in like one arm position. Otherwise, you've just got like weird distorted teeth 
on your bicep or something. Yeah, but I mean, what's wrong with that? Weird distorted teeth as a tattoo on your bicep feels pretty classic, honestly. I mean, you make a good point. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's been a year. We all listened to our uh, pandemic special episode uh, as a little... uh, a flashback to the past, a little time capsule. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, What struck you guys when you listened to this? What stood out? What were the feelings that were coursing (laughs) through your, your body? Oh, you sweet summer children. (laughs) That's what I kept (laughs) thinking. Um, I mean, it wasn't as, as kind of naive and embarrassing as I, I thought it might be. Um, I mean, I know I I definitely didn't really have a sense quite of how how big it was or how, you know, how long time-wise it was going to go. Definitely not there at the beginning. Um, Mm. I mean, part of it was that I had my own health things going on at the time and I was preoccupied with that. So it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. oh, yes, there's this pandemic thing going on, which lasted kind of up until, I think, until the NBA shut down. Mm. Um, And then I was kind of like, oh, Wow, oh, you shit. mean, yeah, like they're going to shut the money-making machine down? <laughs> okay. I guess yeah. this is serious. Yeah, yeah. I remember I, I was shocked by um, the NBA and then the NHL and MLB shutting down. And then I was real shocked when Broadway shut down, mm-hmm. which was just a couple days later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, yeah, that, that was the one that, that surprised me the most because yeah. i mean broadway doesn't shut down it just doesn't yeah there's, there's a there's like no the show must go on either. is a yeah. yeah is a saying for a reason like it's yeah. gonna go on but i agree with you rachel i didn't i was i was expecting to be like very naive and and almost hopeful and i mean i i don't think any of us were particularly hopeful <laughs> <laughs> but i i do also note that we were we were frustrated and skeptical about like owners stepping up and doing anything. And I'm mm-hmm. sad to report that that didn't change much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there were some, you know, continued gestures more than just the ones we talked about immediately early on. But, you know, again, everything was so short term, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we mm-hmm. give one donation there at the beginning for our staff and then it continues on for another 11 months. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, that, that touches onto a couple things that I noticed. First of all, I was surprised and, and I guess weirdly proud of like how calm we all seemed. I think that we also recorded a couple other episodes where we, you know, early on talked about the pandemic where we might have been a little bit <laughs> more freaked out. But the pandemic special episode, like we were all pretty cognizant of what was going on and also like being pretty reasonable about what we did and didn't expect yeah. and, and mm-hmm. how much we couldn't know because we just there. It was a complete question mark yeah. about everything yeah now at least i mean a year later like you know it's we're still here we're still in this situation but but there are fewer big question marks at the time it was just completely up in the air everything everything was um so i was i was surprised by that um 
or maybe not surprised, but like reassured by, pleased with. Mm-hmm. Um, I had kind of forgotten how abrupt it all was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I do remember, you know, hearing about it in January and February and getting to the end of February and having this sort of like sense of impending doom of like, this seems to keep getting worse and worse and people aren't doing anything about it. And so probably yeah. like, probably at some point we're going to have to all like do something fairly drastic, at least for a while. Yeah. At least and for then, two weeks. Right. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I wasn't saying it aloud a lot because I didn't want to be, you know, the harbinger of doom, but I definitely thought we weren't getting out of it until at least late summer, but at least late summer, I, mean, I say even, even six March- months later, yeah, even in March. Oh, okay. Because I don't. Because I fundamentally don't trust large groups of people. They're dumb. <laughs> Why humans are not? dumb in groups, and and we're not good at prioritizing other people's well being. And those two things together, I was like, no, we're not going to get people to go along with this. This is no. I thought, but I, I thought still, we would, I, I thought we would normalize by the end of the academic year because that's how I measure things. Did so you? I figured yeah. we'd be more normal back in in May. Um, no, I, I always I also, thought August, September. I Yeah, I never thought it would be this long. I, I definitely did not think a full year. I thought August, September, worst case, maybe Christmas. Yeah, well, and, I mean, the, the information we kind of had to go on was similar viruses in the past. And I've, I think I've talked to you, Nancy, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast of like, when we face similar things like avian flu or SARS, you know, it, mm-hmm. it had looked like something like this was going to happen and then you know it was able to be contained oh yeah for one Mm -hmm. reason or another you know and so those were the precedents we had to look at um Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying we as as non-professional epidemiologists (laughs) who are just trying to understand you know and i think Mm -hmm. i know i had a really hard time wrapping my mind around just how widespread it was and how Mm -hmm. You know, we had not ever really faced something like this as an international community. Mm-hmm. Well, and mm-hmm. we had never faced anything like this in our lifetimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and yeah, Nancy, to your point about being like calm about it, I also I also wonder if some of that was like shell shock. Like, just, oh, totally. Just yeah. I'm sure so, it was. So like, I, I'm, I'm with you. I was I mean, I was. Hearing things about it, um, and I will I will fully admit that in probably in January and February I was still doing the well. It's just like the flu, so calm down, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yep. Um, I definitely was too. Yeah, or it's then, you know it's it's you know physically separated from us by an ocean because at that point we didn't I right. don't think really knew how many cases there were in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then when things started shutting down. And you kind of realized, or I should say, I shouldn't put that on anybody else. And I kind of realized that this is a real thing that's going to be mm-hmm. a real problem. That was when mm-hmm. it became real. And I think that that started to happen after sports shut down. Yeah, I think I was a couple weeks ahead of that because I it, it started getting bad in the Bay Area quicker than some other mm-hmm. places. And I think... I was aware of that enough that like mm-hmm. by the, I was trying to remember the dates of this. So, so the last, we had a, a memorial service in our church on February 28th. And then the following Sunday, that's, so I think that was a Saturday. So Sunday, March 1st, 
we had in church service, but the diocese had come out and said, don't have communion because it's the shared cup, Mm -hmm. right? And don't hug each other at the peace, like touch elbows, greet each other, but don't don't hug, Mm -hmm. don't shake hands. And we all kind of were like, "Uh, okay, this is awkward, but all right, whatever. We're, you know, fine, fine, (laughs) fine. And then the next week, um, I don't, the diocese had not yet said don't meet in person, but they were saying don't have communion. And so we met outside. Um, So that would have been the eighth. And that same I think the ninth then was the Monday and we went to a movie. Rachel and I and a bunch of our friends went to a movie. Yep. The last time I was in a movie theater before all this. And and we went to dinner beforehand. And I remember being very aware at that time, this is going to be the last time we do this for a while. And then sports shut down on the 11th. So March 11th. So it was like, I remember that whole week from like the very last week of February through the first bit of March. It was like... Our office was deciding whether or not to shut down. We were, we still had church, kinda. We went out for dinner and to the movie, and I was very much aware that, like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is going to be it. It's going to be a while. And I don't know what a while means, but it's going to be a while. And, yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we went to that white elephant sale, and uh, it's the, yeah. like, citywide yeah, that garage been, like, sale. The seventh. That's always President's Day weekend. Yeah. So it would have been, yeah. Um, and you know, kind of trying to remember my my mindset at the time because it was like very much mm-hmm. like we all had hand sanitizers, hand sanitizer everywhere, and but nobody was masking. No, yet. nobody was masking. Um, and it's inside a big warehouse. Yeah, and a lot of people. Maybe not as many as in past years, but I do remember us crowded. noticing that it was a smaller crowd than usual. Yeah. But still, yeah. you know, looking back on it, it's kind of like, oh, wow, I can't believe we did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And in hindsight, I definitely feel like because I, I took a trip in December of 2019 and flew through Istanbul Airport. That's which when is, you went to Jordan, right? That's when I went to Jordan. And then when we came back in mid-December, we went through Istanbul Airport mm-hmm. again. And that's, you know, one of the most traveled airports in the world mm-hmm. and traveled by people going to and from Asia. And in hindsight, I'm like, <laughs> how close were we? You were probably close. <laughs> yeah. Probably close. Yeah. Knowing what we now know about when it started. Right. And where it started and when it spread. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and frankly, you could have gotten it and still just not know it. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. I also had a coworker who had it early on and before we knew what that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. she's she's found out in hindsight that she had it through antibody testing and she sat right next to me so i'm like <laughs> well <laughs> either i've had it and i didn't know it or i got real lucky i'm not sure which yeah. guess we'll find out at some point or both <laughs> or both yeah, yeah. entirely possible mm-hmm. but yeah, the abruptness of it all shutting down so the 11th was when everything came to a screeching halt basically that was and that was the other thing I definitely was thinking about listening to the pandemic pod was how far we have come from one guy in one sport has tested positive. So now we're shutting everything <laughs> down. down to where we are now. 
where all the sports have resumed. We're just, and oh, they are testing all the time. Just two teams got it. Like, just the only, t- uh-huh. <laughs> the only two teams <laughs> all came down with it at the same time. It's fine. It's fine. Right. Um, exactly. You know, another thing that struck me was, I know I, I asked this question about um, getting getting, like, hobby recommendations. Because mm-hmm. I saw free time in my future, like with no, <laughs> like with no commute. I I really uh-huh. thought, and like I live alone. I don't have children. Like I don't I don't have. Uh-huh. I, I didn't have to homeschool children, um, right? Or or be their school chaperone or anything like that. I saw free time mm-hmm. in my future. Yeah, you better catch up on your sleep. <laughs> that well, you know what? The other part of it is is this is spring break time. So the university closed on Friday the 13th and we were already planned to be closed on the following Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So just like now, um, spring break is all next week. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think, I think going into remote work right from spring break also probably had me in a weird mindset, but that free time never damn materialized. <laughs> So that's interesting because I have felt the same way. Like uh, none of us have children. Uh, I do have a partner that I live with. Uh, Rachel and, and Rebecca live alone. Um, and it's it's one of the things where like on some level I have more free time and on some level I have less. And it's really been weird. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about like what this year has been like for us personally. Work. So here we are. work it's been work Work. so talk about that Rebecca what why why has it been so much more work well so I think there are a couple of reasons that I could pinpoint like specifically with my organization right I Mm -hmm. work at the University of Maryland we got a new Mm -hmm. president in on July 1 um we had had the the president who was who was there um was almost interim for that last year so he didn't have the same like drive to do new things. This new president, mm-hmm. um, he has uh, a very clear vision on a variety of different initiatives, right? So mm-hmm. I also understand that he is a person who thinks that you should work all the time, mm-hmm. and 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 maybe I should maybe I should phrase that differently. He works all the time. Mm-hmm. And so when other people don't, he's like, oh, why are you, why are you going home? It's six o'clock. What's, what's up? You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> because it's six o'clock. That's right, why exactly. I'm going home. So, um, <laughs> so I'm not sure that um, the concept of a work-life balance is mm. at all coming from the top down at my institution. Mm-hmm. Um Aside from that, somehow, I think we have more work. Like, genuinely, I think there is more work to do now than there was before. Um, Mm -hmm. I think some of it stems from the fact that um, people feel like they can't have short conversations anymore, right? Because you can't just just catch somebody in the the kitchen Ah. and say, oh... You know, here's a yes or no question as I pour my coffee. Great. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Right. Mm-hmm. In order to have that conversation, you have to work or the perception is at least, again, my organization, the perception is that you have to set up a time to talk to that person and like, 
if it's the dean, you got to have a real good agenda and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so, you know, things that might have taken five minutes before or two minutes before take mm-hmm. 10 minutes or 30 minutes. Mm. Interesting. Um, but I will also say I have lost some of my ability to balance my own work life schedule. And that, Mm. that, I mean, I don't know how much of this we talked about before, but I am a big proponent of work life space, whether it's Mm -hmm. balance or not. I think there needs to be Mm -hmm. a very clear delineation of time and space. I am very good at not checking my email in the evenings or on the weekends. Same. Um, yeah. I I occasionally turn my work email on on my phone, but that's only when I am traveling for work or like it's a work day and I'm going to be away from my desk for more than, you know, two meetings or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I fight very vocally when people say, well, I've got kids, so I got to I got to quit at five. And I'm like, I don't have quids and quids. I also don't have quits. I don't have kids and I have to quit at five because yeah. work isn't my life. Yeah. Um, no. I also, I heard a, um, or I probably didn't hear it. I probably read it on Twitter. Um, somebody said, we're not working from home. We are living at work. Yes, and like, I saw that too. I The space that I'm in right now, this is my office. So this is where I come to work. So I have mm-hmm. the quote unquote luxury of a space mm-hmm. that is designed for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have to do it in my kitchen or in my living room or in some other space that's supposed to be multi-purpose. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, just walking out of this room is not the same as walking out of your office building and walking away from the office or driving away from the office. It's not the same. Right. And it's... Um, even for me, and really, I can't stress enough how much, like, I'll work late if I need to, but mostly I'm going to work from 7 to 7.30 to 4, and that's going to be my day, because mm-hmm. that's, that's all I need to do. And that that limitation has been very challenging for me. Um, so I've got to imagine it's worse for people who were not already good at that kind of separation. Mm-hmm. And I also have a feeling that not many of our jobs generally encourage us to be good at that kind of separation, <laughs> which is a so I will say entirely. that's one thing I have been pleasantly surprised with how my company, my my bigger parent company overall has handled this, because especially early on, there was a lot of this is hard managers make sure that you're cutting people under you slack. Mm -hmm. We understand people are homeschooling, make sure to be flexible. This is not, you know, we are not about trying to just get every possible amount of productivity out of every single person, regardless, you are all humans. And we want to acknowledge that I was really pleasantly surprised at how my corporation handled this. I will say, I think my partners, it has for the most part. Okay. Um, I will say that there has been a little bit of a difference between the parent corporation and the lower corporation. Um, and I've been in the interesting position of being happier about how the parent corporation has handled it. Oh, really? Than the lower corporation, which is unusual. Yeah, usually it's it's the other way around. Um, 
but I think, you know, it's it's been circumstantial to a certain degree. Like we've just, we haven't been able to hire because we've, because people were so worried about profits, right? Of course, like mm-hmm. one of com- many companies, uh, including my partner's company, um, saw business drop off a cliff at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? Um, I will say we have been very lucky. We both kept our jobs. He had a reduction in pay for seven, eight months. That was a significant reduction in pay, but it has since come back. They have replaced it. You know, they, they've gotten back on their feet and restored everybody's salaries. So that's been good. Um, I never had one. We never did layoffs. His company did do some furloughs, but he was never furloughed. And I think all of those people have since been hired back. So, like, we've been very fortunate. I Absolutely. Um, but we haven't been able to hire. And so we've been at first we lost clients as university because our universities are our primary client base Mm -hmm. um, and they all got hit as you know Rebecca Um, I do (laughs) but uh, we've since added quite a few clients and we still haven't been able to hire and so that's really been eating into you know so that's that's been challenging but I'm like you I am very sharp on and now it is 5 p.m and I am done and I am walking away from the computer and I don't care what you want from me we have finished <laughs> you know and and I'm really militant with my the people I manage about that too because I think it's incredibly important and I think it's a thing that our society does not encourage mm-hmm. um, so I really will smack fingers about it if I find my my team pushing that line Um but of course, the flip side of that is that you end up squeezing more and more and more into this limited amount of time because there is more and more work, right? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. then it's like, so that's been a challenge. Um, I, the other th- a thing that I think has been difficult for us, I mean, we have seen the rise of terms like Blur's Day, Right. And the never-ending march. Actually, I, ha- <laughs> you know? I had not heard Blur's Day yet. Nor had I, I. Oh, I like it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blur's Day is is that every perfect, day of the week right? is Blur's Day? Every day of the week is Blur's Day, yeah. Yeah. and it's this real <laughs> phenomenon where you don't know what day of the week it is Joe, because every day is exactly the same. Joe just right? added March three hundred and sixty-fifth. Yep. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and all and, the memes at the end of February, like yeah. March just happened. What the hell are we doing having March again? Yeah. It's it is March. It has always been March. It will always be March. Well, and I can't remember if I told if I told you guys this or if it was other people. I somebody referred to this time right now as entering the pandemic year two or entering year two of the pandemic. And I was like, Oh, like it, I get it. It's true. That's what happens when you hit a one-year anniversary. You have finished mm-hmm. one year. And you're entering <laughs> mm-hmm. year two. But just the phrasing mm-hmm. of it just like punched mm-hmm. yeah. me. I feel like I, I I keep referring to 2020 as the year that never was because I've just decided it doesn't count. I, it doesn't count. Like I I've decided I have not aged. <laughs> I, you know. I had a birthday, but I stayed the same age. We'll oh, see nice. if I stay the same age again this year. We'll find out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you I know. aged a decade. <laughs> well, that's the flip side of yeah, it, right? Yeah, that's like the, I, the paradox. <laughs> I've been looking at these 
you know, I have this app on my phone that like shows you pictures from a year ago, two years ago, three years, you know, like all the pictures you've taken on that day. And I kind of don't recognize myself, you know, myself from a year ago, two years ago, I like look at it and I'm like, I don't know this person. Right. That's interesting. And yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, there's something there where I'm really like, who, who is she? I don't, I don't look. And some days it's the reverse. I look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'll say a different perspective, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, so no, please. My daily life did not change a whole hell of a lot. Um, <laughs> I was already working from home. I already mm-hmm. don't go out and do much, which is a problem, but that's when I've been able to put off for over a year now. So <laughs> congratulations. Um, Cause I was, you know, I was already working from home. Um, and it's, it has been kind of weird. Um, you know, we all talk about being forgiving with ourselves a lot and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're again, yeah, not, uh, working from home. We're living at work and like, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, that's great for everybody else, but I've already been doing this for a while. Mm -hmm. So why should I be any more stressed or get any Mm. less done than usual? Um, I mean, there is the whole pandemic thing going on. Like that can cause stress. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's been kind of a weird experience and, and watching everybody like trying to figure out how to, how to work from home. And I will say, you know, all the advice that sprung up um, was stuff that I had looked into when I was first starting to work from home. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I do the exact opposite of pretty much everything they tell me to do. I do like not. What? Like what? I do not tell, separate tell my work and living space. Oh. I mean, I live in a studio mm-hmm. apartment, so it's pretty much all, it's yeah, going to well, be yeah. all the same space. Um, mm-hmm. I do not get up and prepare myself for the day and dress oh, no. in business clothes and oh no sit down I've worn at my pajamas desk for a year. yeah I a lot of that for me I I tried some of it to see how well it worked for me and it ended up being a mental barrier and like kind of like mm. okay I can't start yet I haven't gotten up and gotten dressed and gotten uh, ready uh-huh, uh-huh. so when I finally gave myself permission to like sit in bed and reach over and grab my computer and just you know mm-hmm. do a half an hour of something before I you know felt like getting out of bed I ended up getting more done mm-hmm. um so it has been somewhat personally amusing for me to see all those advice articles going around at the beginning and then you know by now none of us have worn pants with a waistband in six months no um, so I'm like, oh, I yes. did when I came and yes. saw you last weekend. I I put on real pants to go on a walk with you last. It was That's the first true. time in like six months, <laughs> and I was very pleased because they still fit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's just been a strange. I have you know I was very lucky. Uh, there was definitely a huge influx of people into like the job boards that I I typically check for mm. my writing and editing work. Um, And so I was Mm -hmm. very, very glad that I had a small client base and experience with all that beforehand Um, Mm -hmm. because it took me a while to figure everything out. You know, it's not quite as self-explanatory. And um, so, yes, I've just been very grateful for that. And I have had 
clients that have kind of come and gone and, you know, when their business was up in the air, they weren't, you know, the, the contract employees are the first ones to, mm-hmm. to go. Um, but I have, I too have been very lucky and able to maintain several clients that treat me well and pay me well. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of the, the, the freelancing, um, job is, you know, goes to the lowest bidder and how, how mm-hmm. low are you willing to sell your time for? Um, and I had, had figured a lot of that out by the time this started, but yeah, so it's, um, it's even more, uh, like, I mean, it's always kind of been blurs day for me. Cause I do, I do try to like set my weekends aside a little bit. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm still doing work on Saturday. I try to plan to not to, and then, you know, something doesn't get done on Friday and I, should keep going. Um, there's also a surprising number of clients who are just like, you know, get it done whenever you want. And they think they're being nice and flexible. Mm. But really, mm-hmm. I ha- when I have three or four clients doing that, I'm like, well, what the hell am I supposed to work on today? <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's its own complaint. But anyway, so <laughs> there is a kind of a sense in which, you know, all weekdays are the same for me because I, mm-hmm. I can set my schedule a little bit more. But it's been... Like that, but even more so. Mm-hmm. Like there was a day mm-hmm. even a few weeks ago where I, I stepped into the shower and thus had no watch or phone within uh, easy reach of myself. Could not remember what day it was. Literally could not remember mm-hmm. Tuesday or Wednesday. Spent the entirety of the shower trying to figure out, well, was the weekend, you know, I usually call my family on Sunday. So was that two days ago or three days ago? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to like... Tr- trying to think it through in my head and not Mm -hmm. coming up with any milestones that I could, I could really (laughs) figure out. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been a weird blur of a year. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I think even, you know, I didn't have a, a wild social life before, but there was always like, there, there were hockey games that I would go to. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I would, I would stop at the grocery store on my way home from work and mm-hmm. go to the salad bar, right? So, so even oh, man. though there was, when are we going to eat at buffets again? Like never. Ne- I right? think never. Oh, buffets are like probably just gone. never. Okay. So I was with my family last weekend because my grandmother turned a hundred, and even though none of them are vaccinated and none of them. I'm not even going to go into that. Um, my grandmother blew out the candles on her cake and I had to look away. Mm. I couldn't watch. And and mm-hmm. I said that to my mom later and she was like, I didn't even think of that. And I'm like, how do you not think of that? We've mm-hmm. For the last year, we've been not breathing on people or things. And she's blowing air. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think, I think we're going to see a lot of changes. I think we're not going to see buffets. I think we're going to see a lot of birthday is it cupcakes with a candle in it that you blow out and then you can share the rest of the cake. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to push back on that though, because I think a lot of people's behavior hasn't changed. Oh yeah. And a lot of people yeah. are going to come out of this and be like, okay, cool. So everything is normal now yeah. back to exactly how it was. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the only I thing know. I can think I of is know. like increased litigiousness. Like, you know, now I know I can get sick from this salad bar. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I do think a lot of people are just going to try to get back everything exactly as we had it before. But Oh, definitely. I don't know. I think there will be some changes, but maybe not necessarily the things we think will change. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And I do think it will be interesting to see how much effects linger. Like, Rachel, you and I live near each other and you have come over to visit a few different times, Mm -hmm. which is always nice. And, you know, we have talked about, like, what is okay, you know, to keep us all safe and like how much we need to quarantine or not quarantine beforehand and so on and so forth. Right. And it's still, when you come in the door and we have our masks off, it feels so taboo. Yeah. Like it really takes me like a couple hours to like relax into it and be like, (laughs) no, this is okay. Like, so we, you know, so at my at my grandmother's house last weekend, I was the only person wearing a mask. I'm also wow, the only horrifying. person fully vaccinated. Um, that's also and horrifying. My, I mean, at that point, it was only I was only a day post second shot. But uh-huh. um, like I'm sitting in the living room talking to my grandmother, and I have a mask on. And then a couple other family members come in the garage, and I can hear this whispered conversation. Oh, Rebecca's here. Are we wearing masks? I didn't bring my mask. Mine's in the oh, car. Wow. And it's just like, we didn't, like, we don't talk about that. I talk about it with my friends. If if I'm planning a get-together with friends, we always plan it at least two weeks out so that everybody mm-hmm. can, like, be extra careful for two weeks. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have those conversations. My family does not have that conversation. and mm-hmm. And they fully believe, well, we're family, so the rules don't apply. Yeah, and I'm like, right. you can still give your family member a cold. So why is this different? Anyway, are you sure so, if you love them enough, you don't get them sick? I heard that. Isn't that correct? <laughs> I'm not going to uh, let it be known that Rebecca mind. is giving me the stink eye from 3000 miles away. <laughs> that's a pretty good stink eye, too. I gotta say that's been the one of the few silver linings of this has been like, I have not had a cold or stomach flu or anything mm-hmm. in over a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. I and, did like a few months on, I thought I was getting a sore throat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm getting a cold. But I was like, where the hell would I have gotten a cold? <laughs> uh huh. I've had that yeah. a couple times. And then it's always like, oh, allergies. Okay. But- yeah. But then at the same time, I think all four of us, because I'm going to bring Joe in on this one, all four of us have been, I think, equally careful about what we do and where we go and with whom we do it and go there. Mm -hmm. And Joe still Mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. You can be super careful and only go to the grocery store once every two weeks to just pick up your shit and somehow you Mm -hmm. still get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I've known several people for whom that's the case. Yeah, you know, yeah I think it's we got to remind ourselves it's about risk reduction, not about yeah. elimination. Pre- yeah. yeah, prevention. There is no magic bullet. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm going to drag us on to sports. What? what? Since we're ostensibly. <laughs> <laughs> I love you both. <laughs> so sports went away. Uh, March 11th, they went away. Uh, and one of the things I had kind of forgotten was how close we were to the playoffs. But like, we were real close for hockey and basketball. Uh, like, I, I think we said in the podcast, Rebecca, I think you said 16 games left or something 13, like that. Yeah. For 13. Yeah. And it was about that for basketball, too. So the thing that happened was all of it stopped for a while. 
And then some of it started coming back. And then we finished the 2020 seasons. and But we finished the 2020 season well into where the 2021 season would normally have started. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we started the 2021 seasons, depending on your sport, in either December or January yeah. and are doing short, weird seasons. <laughs> Very weird. So I wanted to go through and talk about some successes and some failures. Um, and I want to start by talking about the successes. So a few things, uh, the initial response to getting sports back or the initial attempt to get sports mm-hmm. back was the the concept of a bubble, right? You put everybody in it, nobody goes in, nobody comes out, there's continuous testing, and then everybody plays, right? So the National Women's Soccer League did a bubble. And with the exception of the Orlando Pride, who did not make it to the bubble, because they apparently went and got beers in a bar and then caught the plague. Um, yeah. Uh, The other eight teams managed to do the bubble, and I believe it lasted about a month, and it was a resounding success, right? They were the first sport back. They uh, did not have any cases during the time of the bubble. They played all of the games in full, and they awarded the Challenge Cup trophy, and that was that. Uh, The WNBA similarly Mm -hmm. did a wobble, uh, and as far as I know, had no cases and Wait, question. If we're calling it a wobble for the women, can we call it a mubble (laughs) Mubble? for the men? (laughs) Absolutely. Please do so. Yep. Uh, To be clear, I did not come up with the term. Oh, I know that. I know that. I know, but just in case our listeners think that I'm, (laughs) you know, being denigrated. What's the word? denigrating them in any fashion that no this was the internet term for it was the wobble uh so that was success a success and the nba and the nhl initially did their championships Mm -hmm. their their 2020 2020 yeah (laughs) yeah finals and championships in bubbles as well which were also largely successful yes wildly successful i think the um nhl didn't have a single positive test in the bubble that's amazing yeah i want to say that the nba had one or two like they had some they had a couple like leading up to it yeah and then once they were there it was fine yeah Uh so that worked um, however, we have since had an NWHL bubble, which was, in hindsight, r- uh, renamed to a restricted access <laughs> area because it was not, in fact, a true bubble. And what we have certainly found out in no, time it was since like a then ball. is, <laughs> yeah, those don't work so well. Neither do mesh hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Are we on to baseball's failure? Because now I can <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the. The failures. <laughs> I, I'm i surprised it wasn't worse, honestly. Yeah. Um, we didn't even, you know, get into the, the episode from last year. We we're talking about the Marlins, how they all came down with the plague. Um, it was like literally 18 or 19 of them. Yeah. Came down with the plague. Yeah. And I think the Cardinals had a slightly less terrible outbreak not too much long later i do think that those two early outbreaks kind of helped people be like oh we actually have to take this seriously or everybody's gonna get Mm -hmm. sick um Mm -hmm. which i think is hard to do with a group of you know 
20 to 25 year old men, um, just in general. But yeah, uh, you know, and then the, the season ended with the, that horrible note of the Dodgers, which, you know, they're not, I haven't been able to find much follow-up on that, you know, if yeah. maybe everybody got sick they and they're just it. not talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so remind us what happened, though. Um, Which part? <laughs> the Dodgers. Okay, yeah. So the season progressed on. Um, they had their uh, weird extended playoffs, which I think they're not doing again this year, at least not in the same way. Um, you know, the people after those two big, uh, or several big, uh, outbreaks early on, um, you know, you'd get a few players here, a few players there, you know, a few, few canceled games, but then there at the end, the world series game, was it six or seven? Six. Six, I think. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers won the world series. And, um... A player who had initially had, who went into the game with a, uh, a positive test. unconfirmed. I think it was unconfirmed at the start of the game, but he'd taken yeah, a second was, one and had, hadn't come yeah. back yet. And they're like, well, it's probably fine, right? It was not fine. And it turned out in like the eighth <laughs> inning that his test came back positive. So they pull him from the game and everybody, nobody on TV knows why. But of course, they're all speculating. And then the Dodgers win, and out he comes, trotting onto the field with no mask, and hugging everybody. Shouting, yeah. Yeah. Cheering. Yep. Lifting the trophy. Yeah. yeah. Smearing his fluids on everyone. Ew. Okay, I don't know why that <laughs> sentence came out of my mouth. I apologize. <laughs> Can we just cut that? Oh, God. That? No. That's please, our new title. <laughs> Pandemic pod redux smearing your fluids on everyone. I was sweaty and like spitting. <laughs> and then okay. the words You're not came helping out of my anything mouth. here. No, no, I'm not. Just digging that hole deeper. All right. So that was baseball. And that sucked. <laughs> I mean, other failures have included the NFL and college football, which have gone through. I mean, they yeah. they were very clear from the beginning about we're not stopping. We're not stopping. We don't care if we literally have no quarterbacks left. We are just going to play, which I mean, I'm yeah, sure not they only count that, but also in a weird way. Sorry, but, I was trying to cut you off, but just no, no, like, you're fine. Go ahead. I've been hearing a little bit about this from, you know, my family who are big University of Florida fans and like, the fans in the stands thing and how that became mm-hmm. a thing. And like, even mm-hmm. as the coach is getting COVID, he's saying, well, why can't we have more fans in the stands? You know, their team had a whole bunch of people cheering for them. Why are we not allowed to have more people cheering for us? And you know, what's wrong with our fans that they're not willing to risk imminent death. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. For their football team. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and that brings us to where we are right now, which is that he, uh, the Texas teams and somewhere else too, I can't remember now have now is it Oklahoma are now open with a hundred percent capacity. A hundred percent. Oh, geez. yep. The Texas Rangers Holy and shit. somebody else too. They are now open fans in the stands, pack them all in because of course, Texas has done away with any mask mandates. That's um, true. So, yep. so I assume Texas is a hundred percent across the board 
fully vaccinated everyone. Right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't do it otherwise, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. again, I am vaccinated. I would still not go into that crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I would no, not. Absolutely. I would not. I, I would consider going to a Capitals game, which they don't have fans, but any of the hockey leagues that are allowing fans are allowing like 10%. So it's like 1800 mm-hmm. people in a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the other 90% of that is, um, you know, in a, in a 20,000 person arena. Um, mm-hmm. I might consider that, but it would have to be a really important game, not just like a random Tuesday night. And I wouldn't do it if I hadn't been vaccinated, like I wouldn't even consider yeah. it. Yeah. But I can't, yeah. I can't Same. imagine, I cannot imagine going to a full arena right now. No. Yeah. No. I no. assume no. they're going to have I. all the, you know, the food stations up and ready. Mm-hmm. And well, that's the thing that gets me right. Is like you have, I mean, okay. Football and baseball, they're outdoors. Like some of the basketball teams have started allowing fans, which I'm super not into, but like, okay. A, a soccer stadium, you're outside you require a mask, like in the stands, you're probably okay. But what happens when you have to go pee? Like, yeah, you know, or you like, yeah, standing I think about the Coliseum a hot a dog, like where the, yeah. it's very, some very narrow areas. Extremely. Yeah. You know, that indoor spaces. Well, just and there like, can't indoor spaces where you, where you yell. Like, yeah. Yeah. You go in there and you project. Yep. Ugh. Yep. It's true. So, um, some, go ahead, Rebecca. I was going to say, um, there's also something about, um, there's some research about um, ice sports and COVID and about how COVID really seems to thrive in the um, icy arenas. Mm. So, oh, great. Um, many, <laughs> I know, right? So, many um, youth sports leagues have been safe from covid safe mm-hmm. quote unquote safe like they haven't mm-hmm. shut down because of it um mm-hmm. but hockey arenas and hockey leagues have been canceled all over the place and it's something to do with the the um ice and like on ice transmission which I find I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense biologically, right? I mean, what do you do to preserve something? You refrigerate it, right? Like, yeah. whether that's mm-hmm. a vegetable or a virus, you know, like, this is what you do in medical settings, mm-hmm. right? Like, you put things in the fridge, you put your Petri dishes in the fridge, you know, mm-hmm. like, obviously, it's not going to work for everything. Some things will die when they get cold, but it's not terribly surprising that that this virus wouldn't respond that way, you know? So, yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> definitely not going to be a problem. But that raises, you know, the interesting question of where are we now, right? Like, so the the NBA is doing a is halfway. They've they've now done half of the twenty 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 one season, which was seventy two games. Um, and they've done okay. They've had a few little out breaks but it's mostly been controlled mostly and it's been better recently um 
But how's hockey? Um, so hockey is also about halfway through the season, although it depends on the team. Um, right. So Dallas and I want to say New Jersey, the Devils. Uh, well, now it's just Dallas. Dallas has played the fewest games in the league so far at 22. Um, and the highest is, has anybody hit 30? Uh, highest is, uh, no, Vancouver and Ottawa have both played 30. Actually, you'll be shocked to learn that the (laughs) North division, which is all Canadian teams, um, have played between 26 and 30 games and the uh, teams that are playing in America have played between 22 and 28, 22 and 28. So, I mean, that right there is kind of an interesting number to look at the difference between games played yeah. in the two different countries. Um, right now, uh, the league seems to be doing pretty well. There have been no additions to the COVID list in a, in a couple of days. And at max in the last couple of weeks, I think it's been four, four people, four um, players on the list. But at one point it was huge. At one point it was like 40 people on the list. So mm-hmm. I think what has happened is that it has gone through the league and it's, you know, for more or less gotten the people it's going to get and not gotten the others. Um. Which is horrifying on its own. I know. I know it is. I feel like gross saying it. Um, They did after the last outbreak where like basically the devil shut down, the avalanche shut down, a couple other teams shut down. um, Mm -hmm. They did um, uh, enhance some of the safety protocols like restricting where the players' families could go and how much mm. they needed to distance. And I'm like, why the fuck wasn't that part of it in the beginning? <laughs> like, yeah. the players can't isolate if, they're, if, they're, um, if their partners or their roommates are going out and doing shit. Like, that, that's not isolating. Yep. Nope. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think NHL, the NHL did as good as it was ever going to do. Um, but, but the, the guys who have come back from having it, um, have talked about how it was really, really scary. And like, there were times mm-hmm. when they couldn't breathe. And there were, there were a couple of guys who said they couldn't get out of bed. And like mm-hmm. for, for athletes at the peak of health to not be able to get out of bed because they can't breathe. That's scary. Yeah. But then, you know, two weeks later, they're back on the ice. Everything's fine. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. So I'm wondering if you've heard anything about because I just now realized I hadn't. Um, now that, you know, vaccinations are, are starting, um, I haven't heard any discussion around vaccinations for sports players and staff. Um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised I haven't, you know. I know that the NBA has talked about this a little bit, and I haven't read too much about it, but I know that they have come out and said they will not require vaccination uh, of the players. Um, (laughs) Why? Because, of course, this is... Why? Well, because particularly in a league that is 
majority African-American, there's a lot of issues with requiring medical intervention, particularly the vaccination kind. Fair, yes, because uh, the medical uh, profession in this country has not been uh, racially equitable. Well, even more than racially equitable, it has specifically victimized without without informing in any way the African-American population frequently. Uh, So it's definitely one of the challenges that I know the NBA is facing. And I believe Steph Curry has, has done, and a few other players as well um, have done some, some ads, some targeted ads about like, let's all get the vaccine. Don't you think we should all get the vaccine so we can all be safe together? Because of course, the other problem here is that minority communities, particularly the black community and the Hispanic community, have disproportionately bad responses to COVID for a whole variety of reasons. But, but yeah, so the NBA has said they will not require player vaccination. Um, But they do encourage it, they will make sure that anybody who wants it can get it. But they're not demanding um, I, doses of the vaccine for their no, players. No, no. And I think as much as I feel like we should just require everybody to get it, I certainly understand the difficulty of their position considering the player base. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting dilemma for sure. But I haven't heard if any other leagues have talked about it at all. Um. I, I remember reading something about hockey and vaccines, but it was clearly not enough to, like, make a splash. Um, mm-hmm. I know that, well, by all accounts, none of the major leagues, quote, want preferential treatment when it comes mm-hmm. to the vaccines. I'm not sure I actually mm-hmm. buy that, but I think it's a good Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's the thing you say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the out loud voice. Yeah. I mean, you know, Nancy, my my um, reaction to you saying they're not going to require getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I think you're I think probably other leagues are going to do the same thing. They're going to recommend it and not require it. Um, Yeah, I think that's probably true. I don't know. I I feel like I have something to say about that, but I I don't know (laughs) what it is. I mean, it does. It's one of those things, right? Like, it's a complicated issue. I do think it's a genuinely complicated issue. I think because you also get into how do you feel about workplaces requiring medical treatments, Mm -hmm. right? Because obviously I am pro vaccine. Like, I think vaccines are important. We can all stay. I think we can all (laughs) get on board with this. Right. And, And I am totally pro things like requiring vaccinations to go to school. I think that's appropriate. But I don't know how I feel about places of work that are not like healthcare centers or nursing, oh. you know, like something where you have a significant risk. But what's the, something like But what's the difference what's, between requiring it for school versus requiring it requiring it for work? Like for uh, at school you're going there for 8 hours a day, at work you're going there for 8 hours a day. I mean, there is something to, like, childhood diseases having, like, longer ramifications and children not being able to... I think there's... there's Not really having a a, a conception of not spreading germs and, you know, stuff like that. I think that's probably the argument that would be made there. Okay. 
Well, and I also think, you know, education is much more compulsory, right? Like, yeah, there are things you can require children to do that you can't require adults to do. Right. Well, and one of those is just go to school. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So. Well, we should probably, we should probably park that discussion anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't sorted my own thoughts out uh, on, uh, you know, mandatory vaccinations. I'm a little more willing to give it some space because it's not something super simple, like putting on a mask or washing your hands that, you know, costs <laughs> you next to nothing. And, you know, uh, yeah. I think for me, there's a line between employment and government, too. Like, I'm much more okay with something like, a school, uh, you know, or, you know, just the state or the county saying, for public health, you have to have this, then I am my employer getting to make those sorts of decisions about my body, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, I can see that. That, yeah, there's a, there's a difference. There's to me something there. there. Yeah. 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 So that's, so I would be fine if California was like, if you want to live in this state, you have to either get a vaccine or have a medical reason you cannot get vaccinated. Like, okay, I'm down. Fine. But if my company came to me and was like, we require you to have this to work for us. I'm like, but I no, work that's, online. That's fair. We also, we, <laughs> yeah. already, we already tie way too many health related exactly. things to employment. Yes, exactly. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> so, Speaking of vaccination, though, and looking forward and sports, uh, the Olympics are... (laughs) The Olympics? Question mark? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what they are. I keep seeing ads for them. Uh, They keep playing them on TV, like, coming 2021, the 2020 Olympics. (laughs) Yeah, and there was that, you know, sudden announcement that they'd privately said that they were canceled, but then they immediately... The actual... Um, mm-hmm. IOC it came out immediately and said, no, we haven't decided anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So I read an interesting article about this as well, that part of the problem is they're to be held in Japan. And Japan also has trouble with vaccination rates, even worse than the U.S. Um, because they had a vaccine, I want to say in the 80s, in the 70s or 80s, that went really wrong. And I don't remember the details of this now. Oh, really? I don't think it. I've ever heard that. Yeah, but there's like a societal memory of we did this thing and it was bad and it made a bunch of people sick. And so now they have very low vaccination rates just generally of like, I want to say like 30 to 50 percent just of everything, you know, measles, mumps, or about like the whole nine yards. So trying to get their population vaccinated well enough to make sure that, you know, if you bring in all these international athletes, that you don't start off a whole new wave in Japan is going to be a challenge, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's also the issue of, you know, things can't really be distance, like, especially right. in, in somewhere like Japan, where, you know, it's a very high population density. And I would mm-hmm. imagine that, you know, living and practicing quarters are, are a bit more condensed there than they would be in a country that just had more physical space. Yeah, sure. So I don't know. I mean, at this point, given the speed of vaccinations, which do seem to be ramping up generally here, at least. Yeah. In in theory. Yeah, I wouldn't. I won't. I, I guess I'm like right on the fence on this. I won't be surprised if the Olympics happen. I won't be surprised if the Olympics yeah. don't happen. Yeah. 
Like I could really see it going either way at this point. And I think still got a few months. I think if it does happen, there won't be fans. Yes. I think that's true, which is also interesting. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the, um, Emily Kaplan writes for ESPN about the NHL. She's a great Mm. follow on Twitter and she's a really good writer. She did a whole piece on mental health in hockey Mm. this Mm. season And one of the things that the guys are talking about, I should say mental health and men's hockey this season, one of the things the guys are talking about is that there are times when it's hard to, like, get your get up and go on the ice when you don't have Mm -hmm. that fan energy to feed off of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe it. If you're used to playing in front of, you know, 40,000 cheering fans, like, I can certainly understand how you go out and it's like, you know two benches full of people and that's it that that affects it so many olympians you have you know a very narrow span of time in their sports when they're Mm -hmm. you know something like gymnastics where you age out real quick super interesting i watched a gymnastics meet recently i just happened to turn on the tv and it was going on and it was really cool i've always liked gymnastics but one of the things they kept talking about was they are I guess they had set the Olympic women's gymnastics team for 2020, but they're resetting it. And so now there were all these girls who were competing in this meet who are now eligible that wouldn't oh. have been eligible last year. Oh my gosh. And so now they were saying, you know, they can only take five. They only take five girls. And there were like, I don't know, 19 or 20 girls competing. And of those 19 or 20, like, at least 10 of them were competitive for the Olympic team plus several others who weren't there. And so they were like, this is going to be the hardest decision. Yeah. So they had already picked the the five girls and now they're repicking. Wow. I guess so. Or maybe they didn't ever quite get to the point of officially picking, but but you knew who it was likely to be. And then there's this whole pack of girls who weren't going to be eligible till 2024, but now they are. And I was just like, that's a really interesting dynamic. How does that feel? Like for the girls who were likely to go and also for the girls who now have a chance that they weren't going to have before. So, yeah, I think sports is one of the areas where we're going to see weirdly some long-term ramifications from this for, you know, this Mm -hmm. thing with the Olympics, with the, people aging in to mm-hmm. um, to players who weren't eligible to or couldn't play. There was no season in their senior year or their draft year. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. High really school gonna, and college, really I would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know yeah. what I think about what you were talking about last week, Nancy, with the cheerleaders, right? Mm. If, if that's a thing that goes through college and then it's over, yep. right? Think about the people who this would have been their last year of cheer and they didn't get to do it. Yeah. Yep. So like, yeah. In retrospect, you've already done your last event. That sucks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really true. It's, you know, I think I have thought many times during this pandemic that I am grateful to be in a sort of nowhere place in my adulthood, you know, like I'm not, I'm not in a year where I would have been trying to get married. I'm not in a year where, you know, I was graduating from college, anything, you know, like no milestones in many ways this year was, yeah. right. 
Right, exactly. This year was going to be just like, we did buy a house and I am still bummed that we haven't had a housewarming party. But like in the grand scheme of things, like we can still have a housewarming party. You know, it's not like something that you can't just do late, right? So it's, yeah, I've been very grateful for that because I can't imagine. You can't really celebrate your college graduation late a year and a half later yeah right like, some of the oomph. yeah oh i can't even yeah. imagine being in high school or college this past year that must just have been mm-hmm. a nightmare mm-hmm. yeah i yeah i mean i i work with i supervise a couple of students they're students in college undergrad and graduate and what they have said is that this year has been challenging not just because of all of the external stressors but because as um, as their online classes were developed, part of that development included a lot more required engagement. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't just sit in class and listen. You have to mm-hmm. you have to sit at your computer in class and then respond to three discussion posts and then mm-hmm. respond to th- you know three responses mm-hmm. on discussion posts. And so it was more work than they would have had in a quote unquote normal semester, which I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that ties into a thing I saw recently. So near the beginning of the pandemic, I know that, you know, everybody was getting so into video calling and I kept seeing things, you know, in my office and elsewhere that were like, you know, make sure everybody turns on their screen so you can like interact and read people's facial expressions because it's really hard to have these meetings where you're not in person and and you want to really show up. And now just recently, I've been seeing a lot more articles that say, actually, we all need to turn our Zoom off sometimes (laughs) because we're getting more FaceTime than we would have. And it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I think part of it is we've forgotten how to have phone calls. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yep, we have like it, yeah. you could you used to be able to pick up the phone and i i mean again you know this is one of those things part of it i get i don't want everyone i work with having my cell phone number i know very intentionally do not give that number out i don't or, have a work phone which makes it much harder to pick up the phone mm-hmm. and call mm-hmm. but you could turn your video off mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i have definitely started having more client calls where I turn my video off because I'm, it's like, you don't, I'm just going to screen share in five minutes. You don't need to see me for this. That's okay. And like, I think about church, you know, church is on zoom now. Right. Yeah. But normally you go to church and you're staring at the back of everybody's head. Right. Right. (laughs) But now it's like your nose. Thank you. (laughs) But now it's like this forced intimacy of like, and now we're all watching each other. Yeah. You know, and and that makes it awkward. <laughs> it's like when you're a, ki- a kid and everybody closes their eyes to pray, and you're like, you got one eye open, so <laughs> who else's eyes are open? <laughs> but all the time, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. Kyle and I have realized we will have to stop talking to each other during the sermon because we we've gotten in the habit of being like, oh, that's a really good point, or oh, ha ha ha, what a great joke the priest just made. And we're not, and like, not whispering because we're muted. Right. Because right? you're calm. <laughs> so, so, like, I can, I'm just waiting for the moment in a sermon in person where I'm like, oh, I don't think that translation's really quite like that. And then I realize <laughs> what I have just said. 
We're, it's inevitable. Uh, it's many of happen. us are going to have to relearn how to be in public again. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the last successes I want to hit on, uh, well, two, actually. First of all has been women's sports, which I feel like has really, I don't know that it's benefited from the pandemic, but it has benefited along with the pandemic, I guess. Um, getting the National Women's Soccer League games on real TV, getting huge uptake for the WNBA and for National Women's Soccer League. The NWHL and the PWHPA have both had games on real TV, and the NWHL is going to play their final games in April. I think they have set the date. We'll see. They're going to now <laughs> pick it back up, <laughs> we'll and they will be on real TV. Uh and uh, pro and volleyball for the first time. Pro volleyball, in North exactly. America. Yeah, also on cable TV. So when sports came back, people were watching women's sports, and TV networks are starting to care about that. Now, there's still obviously a really fucking long way to go, um, even just with stupid, simple things like merch. You know, that's I know there's a Twitter account we follow with the podcast uh, Twitter account. That is always talking about we need more women's WNBA team merch because they have all these cool jerseys and they just don't sell them. Yeah. Right. But like the men's, you can buy like every version of their jersey and like yeah. 18 different T-shirts and, you know, and they just don't make it for them. But the I still can't buy adult size bright orange flyer sweatpants. That's stupid. They only have them those. in youth sizes. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Sometimes adults <laughs> want to be garish and bright orange too. Right, Nancy? Damn straight we in do. In her bright orange WNBA sweatshirt. Yes. Correct. <laughs> I like my bright orange fluorescent. I always have. <laughs> I mean, that's the color of my car. So I'm really not disparaging it at all. <laughs> no. No. I, I did not think you were. Yeah. So, so I think that's been, and that's something to follow. And I I think it'll be, I know the NWSL has announced that they will be doing the, the Challenge Cup again this year in the summer. So that's really cool. Um, Athletes Unlimited is is continuing to go on and will theoretically add more sports eventually. The WNBA is planning on going on. Um, uh, quick question. Is the NWHL planning to resume the season or play the Isabel Cup this year? I thought I heard something yeah. about that. Yep. That's, that's in April, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, so I think that's all good. And the other piece that I thought was really interesting this year uh, has been the social justice movement in sports, which took off big um, and had a lot, a lot happen with it, particularly in the WNBA, um, but also in the NBA. Um, I will be really interested to see how much of that carries over and continues. I'll be interested to see if we see any of it at the Olympics uh, and any of it in the upcoming seasons, I worry that it has lost the immediacy of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like one of the things about 2020 was that we were all hyper-focused on the same thing. Even if that same thing changed every month, it still yeah. felt like our culture was hyper-focused on something. Well, and, and honestly, I think a big part of that, especially in March, April, May, June, was time, right? There mm-hmm. were people, there were massive amounts of people who were unemployed. They had mm-hmm. time uh-huh. 
um, and, you know, physical energy to do things about some of these issues. And actually, we should we should note that today is the one year anniversary of Breonna Taylor's murder. Yes. Um, so, you know, I I think part of the social justice movement that we've seen over the last 12 months is because of the pandemic. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. So I think it will be a really big question going forward. How much does this stay in the focus? How how much yeah. are people still pushing this? And what does it look like if they are? And I don't know what the answer to that will be. That will be something, you know, that we'll just have to wait and see what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I predict some of it comes out at the Olympics. I think. I hope you so. Know, and I think there are probably athletes who are not perhaps as I could be wrong about this as concerned about like their personal brand in the U S and risking that mm-hmm. for making a statement um, mm-hmm. and have maybe not, don't have the, you know, the same visibility as athletes in the major sports leagues here that are on TV several times a week. So I don't know. We'll see. The Olympics have traditionally not been friendly to displays of, politics which on the one hand i can understand um on the other hand everything is political yeah yep and to try to pretend like it's not does everybody a disservice yep so yeah we'll see. well final thoughts what do we hope and or expect from 2021 either broadly or in the sports world i hope to be able to hug my friends again this year yeah that'd be nice i mean that's it that's <laughs> that's 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 I, a big I one i want to be able to see my best friends who i haven't been able to physically be with in over a year mm-hmm. yeah i want to be able to watch a sports game either on tv or you know in person in 2025 or whenever it's safe but just <clears throat> like and not feel bad about it. Like, not that I'm supporting yes. something that shouldn't really be happening. But since it's happening, I might as well watch the train wreck. Mm-hmm. You know? Not yeah. seeing people in the stands and feeling that kind of squeezing. Oh, that that's, that's bad. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely... I mean, I, I would agree with both of those things. I mean, Rebecca, you're vaccinated. Neither Rachel nor I have gotten any shots yet. Um, California has been a little slower on the rollout. We have a lot more people um, for one thing. So I hope slash expect to get vaccinated sometime here. Uh, And once that happens, I'm really looking forward to, to just doing things on a whim. Mm. Like I've been really realizing. (laughs) Yeah. Like I just miss deciding to like, randomly go see a dumb movie or like calling somebody up and being like you want to grab a burrito and go down to the beach you know what you know so so next week is spring break for me and i mm-hmm. got tickets for myself to go to the baltimore aquarium mm-hmm. and yeah. i have not been in a public space like that in mm-hmm. a year mm-hmm. and it and i wouldn't go if i hadn't gotten my shots So that, I mean, that for me, I think that's going to be a real, well, it'll be a real interesting experience. Part of it, I think will be a luxury um, Mm -hmm. because I'll be able to like get out of my house and 
do something different than I've done for the last year. But I also fully yeah. anticipate being like, ex- being extremely tense the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yeah, what I... we should look forward to is less of that tension. Just That'd maybe, be nice. Just maybe being able to like unclench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a learning curve going the opposite way too, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and getting over that, oh shit, somebody, you know, pushed within a foot of me. I don't, you know, I don't actually need to have a heart attack over that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. one thing I would love to stay after this is a little bit more personal space in public spaces. Ooh, yeah. Like, oh, at the grocery store, I do not need to feel your breath on the back of my neck. We are all going <laughs> to get through this line eventually. Please step back, sir. Yeah. Right? And I just think about the BART trains I would ride where, like, you'd literally be pressed back to front to side yeah. to side with people during rush hour. Yeah. And I hope people stick around with the masks when they're sick, you know? Um, I'm just going to wear one forever. I've decided I'm just always, you know, because it's, yeah. it's normalization, right? I'm leaning like, the same yeah. thing, or I'm leaning the same way. Because I yeah, have and in, now all these nice cloth masks. I may as well keep wearing them. Yeah. And in Japan, for example, that is something that has been done for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. I went there a few years ago, more than 10 at this point, um, you know, <laughs> and somebody on a train is wearing a surgical mask. And oh, yeah, that's just a thing that they do. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, once that was explained to me, I was like, oh, that's really smart. Yeah. That you're mm-hmm. not sneezing on everybody. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do hope that sticks around. Yeah. Well, it will be interesting to see how the future unfolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have learned by now to stop trying to make predictions. <laughs> no. Uh, Never stop. Well, that. <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty, particularly in this case. Womp womp. I am, and and I am glad twenty twenty is in hindsight. Oh man. I was so happy when February was over. I think I said this on the last pod, but like for some reason, I just have always hated February. Like it's the longest, cold, like it's actually the shortest month, but it feels like the longest, darkest, coldest month, you know? And I was just this year, I was just like, can we just get to March? And I kept saying that to people and people were like, we've never left March. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but can we, okay, can we just get to spring? <laughs> can we just turn the corner into there being more light, there being things blooming, it feeling like there's any hope in the world at all, you know? And like, we have finally made it to March again. And it's it's like a do-over. We get a fresh year. We get to try yeah, again. I hope so. I think I talked about this at one point, but what's really been hard for me is not having anything to look forward to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not a, mm-hmm. a sports game that, mm-hmm. game that I'm going to or a con that I have planned. And yeah. So it's kind of, I've kind of had to look forward to like, okay, it's getting warm again. Or, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. daylight saving starts again tomorrow. I've been really looking forward to that because they literally can't cancel that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good talk, guys. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's leave it at that. I think we've, I mean, we're all going to be in therapy about this year for years and years and years. So I'm sure we'll talk about it again at some <laughs> point. <laughs> 
But I think this was I mean, and it's not over good. yet, so. It's not yeah. over yet. It's definitely not. Like, there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's Still not. Still a long tunnel. Done. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I have been and will continue to be Nancy, and I am still a sports enthusiast when I'm not thinking about the plague. Who's with me? I'm Rachel. No. No. What? <laughs> was, that, was that a joke? I legit no. Didn't no. Tell. No. That just came out. No, I was she... looking at you, Rachel. No. I'm Rebecca. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's been a long year. It's been a long see, do you year. see why I didn't respond to any of your messages this week? <laughs> do you see why I need spring break? I literally don't even week. know my own name right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am Rebecca and I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> well, I hope I'm Rachel. Uh, <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> and you've been listening to Foul Puck. Rebecca, where can they find us? I, I mean, should I really answer that question? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we're uh, most we just often see what on. You say. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> we're we're most often on Twitter at FoulPuckPod, but you can also find us on Instagram at FoulPuckPodcast, FoulPuckPodcast.net, and FoulPuckPodcast at gmail.com. Good job. <laughs> I mean, saying FoulPuckPodcast, FoulPuckPodcast. It's, it's like a tongue twister. Sorry. Go ahead, like Rachel. To, thank you. That's me. I'm Rachel. <laughs> I'd like to thank the very, very patient Joe for doing our editing. Here, here. <laughs> and Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music. And I would like to encourage all of our listeners to tell your friends about our podcast and to encourage them to listen as well. And then all of you, you and your friends and anybody they tell, should go give us a five-star rating on iTunes or the other uh, podcast listening application of your choice. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter and we're going to be doing some more tweets about our older episodes because I was meaning to tweet out our pandemic episodes. So like, go and retweet those too. That'd be lovely. Oh, one thing I thought was real funny. We talked about how much stuff was going to be on the blog in the upcoming. And then, yeah, yeah, totally did not. Yeah, we thought that was great. Free time. We thought there was going to be time. (laughs) Well, and the other thing we thought was that we would have brain power to string anything together. Because even in the free time that I have had this year, it has been like staring at a wall kind of free time. You know, like okay, now I can turn my brain off. I will say, though, that several of us did complete cross-stitch projects, so we should put those on the Instagram. That's true. (laughs) We've done some things. Some things. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week here on Falpuck Podcast. Bye.